You're listening to This Nomad Life with Lee and Paul. YouTube Minnie Van Lee and hey Paul. Hey Lee. I am Paul and it's good to be with you folks again. Thank you for tuning in. Well we just finished up the better part of two weeks with over 50 people here for a meetup that you got going through your YouTube channel and Facebook group more importantly and it was a great time. We had mostly females here. We did have a few guys. And mostly, I would think that they were mostly first-timers. Don't you agree, Lee? They were. They were out testing it out. They had a good time. Oh, yeah. I think they were amazed at how well they could do. And some of them didn't want to go home, and some of them didn't. You know, there's still a few out there traveling. So They left courtside, but they're out well, traveling. Well, actually, there's still a few right here surrounding us. Right. Just a few, but uh, nonetheless, that's great. Yeah, but there's some still out there. They said they didn't want to go. Yeah. They said they contacted their family said well I'll be home maybe March <laughs> maybe the end of March they're just having a having a ball that's living in great. their vehicle that's great it's wonderful to see that they proved that if you set your mind to it decide I can do this mm -hmm. you can do it oh, and yeah. they did it well I think it's basically saying you can do it and then saying I mean you know can you climb a mountain well yeah I can probably climb a mountain but am I going to enjoy climbing a mountain? You know, I mean, it's grueling to climb a mountain. Right, right. But this not only is proven that I can do it, but it's so fun. It's so free. We had people here. What was the smallest vehicle? Do you recall? Was it a Kia Soul? There was a Kia Soul. Jackie, she had to have her feet, her feet stuck <laughs> out the back. <laughs> because she didn't, she was too short. She was too tall for it, and she wasn't that tall. Yeah, but bless her heart, she made it work. Yeah, and then she went home. I think she had to rethink everything. But yeah, yeah. She felt. She said she felt led by the Lord to come. She says she came with very little money. She just wanted to come and see. Yeah. So she did, and I'm, I'm better for knowing her. Yeah. Right. No, it was it was a, a a good time, a busy time. Met a lot of people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My biggest problem was trying to keep all the names straight, but I think I, I uh, muddled through and did okay. So all in all, it was just a great time. Right. I learned a lot from those people, hearing their feelings and responses and positiveness about their own ability to become a nomad. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. I, I enjoyed well, it. It's great to become a nomad, but what is a nomad? Well. Nomads have been around for a long time. They uh, go back, oh my gosh, uh, hundreds and thousands of years. They're communities of people that move from one place to another rather than settling down in one location. Now this has been going on whether they're hunter-gatherers or shepherds or uh, people just looking for a place to raise a crop. If you look at things more recently here in America, those people are for many, many, many different reasons. Whether they just want to give up the sticks and bricks or 
the rent. There are still today millions of people around the globe that are considered nomads. It has been their way of life for their family's history, for their people's history. Today, as I was saying, there are people that, I mean, in some cases, they can't afford rent anymore. I read something earlier today that said the average rent of a basic apartment is well over $750 a month. Well over. In a lot of places, it, it's just astronomical and people just can't afford that is that what mortgages are too i mean is that a rough mortgage is that an well, estimate of a mortgage i would think that most mortgages are even more than that okay yeah it's truly amazing that it's harder and harder and harder for people to make ends meet in this kind of an economy and the way things are going mm -hmm. so i think that's bringing more and more people into the realm of, you know, I, I think I can live in my vehicle and, and be just fine and, mm -hmm. and meet like-minded people and learn from them. So I think, I think we're seeing, I can't call it a revolution maybe, that might be a little too strong a word, but looking around at what we've seen in this desert over the last oh, six weeks or so, there's a lot of that happening. There's no question about it. I know that Quartzsite is an extremely popular place, but it's definitely growing. There's no doubt in my mind. I think they call that a movement. I would say. A modern-day nomad, though, isn't just somebody who comes to Quartzsite, right? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. It's somebody who... An actual nomad is somebody who, I would say, doesn't have a sticks and bricks. And there's a lot of people that come here, and they're in their big rigs, their big RVs, their class A, B, and Z. Oh, we've and, seen a lot of those, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, and they're, they're more snowbirds. They come here to get away from the winter, and then they go back. Well, in your mind, Lee, is a snowbird much different than a nomad? Oh, definitely. If you have a home, you're not a nomad because you're... You have a home to go to, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and but but there's nothing wrong with being a snowbird. It's not like you're putting a snowbird down right. to say. I mean, that's fine if you you got the best of both worlds. So I think that's really great. Well, they say that there are about three million people that do uh, that. They're snowbirds, and they're in their RVs by and large, and about ninety percent of those RVers are over the age of 55. So they're retired, mm -hmm. kids are out of the house, they decide, well, to get out of the winters up here in Wisconsin, Minnesota, whatever, let's get an RV and go south somewhere where the weather is warmer, whether mm -hmm. that be Florida or Arizona or some other warm well, spot. Well, some of them are so used to it, they've been doing it for 12 years. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They have friends that they meet up every year for 12 years. Right. 12 years of nomad. But <laughs> the nomads we're referring to, our things that we talk about, are not those snowbirds. They are full-time nomads and living out of their vehicles, moving from place to place, kind of chasing the warm weather in winter and the cooler weather in summer. Right. Uh, on the road... Well, not on right. the road constantly. They're not right. moving all the time, but they are living in their vehicles. So that is going to be our definition 
of a nomad. I mean, somebody who lives in their vehicle, or it could be tent. Oh, sure. Or what, or, you know, or trailer that they pull, but they're doing it full time. They're on the move. Right. They go from place to place. Now, they don't have to move all the time. You know, they, you know, but because, I mean, they can stay in one spot for a while. You don't have to constantly move. Yeah. But, um, somebody who, yeah, they're, and then they move on with the seasons or for whatever else, you know, is the reason. Well, we're going to talk about some more characteristics of nomads right after this commercial break. Okay. Let me help you get started in the nomad lifestyle. Go to youtube.com and search for Minivan Lee. That's L-E-E, Lee. I feature over 400 videos about nomad life. There are instruction videos, travel videos, entertaining videos. I will teach you how to live in your minivan, your SUV, or van high top successfully in style. I share ideas and gadgets, including a really great solar setup to keep all your gadgets powered up throughout your travels. It's a great life full time. It's also great for using your minivan as a camper for vacations. Go to YouTube.com and search for Minivan Lee. That's L-E-E, Minivan Lee. Please subscribe and ring the bell for notifications. You are really going to enjoy all the videos. They're fun and entertaining as well as instructional. Now let's get back to the show. Well, I'd like to give an, a talk about a characteristic of a nomad, but I would like to mention it goes along with the Mongols led by Genghis Khan. I mean, he united the nomadic tribes of Northeast Asia. And this was during the 1100s A.D., um, a they long time ago. They moved around on horses and were excellent riders and archers. But with them, their constant movement made them strong. They were worthy opponents. So, I'm going to actually put that with modern-day nomads, too. We're very strong. I mean, we are. We're constantly moving. <laughs> You've got Con to, constantly I'm, getting exercise. We are constantly um, picking things up and moving them around, and um, yeah. You know, when I watch you in your mini minivan, it's interesting to me because to your left side you have nine drawers full of things that only you know what's in there. I sure don't. Behind you, you have three drawers, and and to your right, you you have things stacked and so forth, and just sitting in the center of your seating area, if you will, you can reach about everything you need for daily life. But you're constantly moving, you're stretching, yes. you're turning, yes, and, and it's cool. It, it I it, know it gives you exercise. It's fantastic. And another thing too is with my bins. I mean. I have to constantly shift things because I'm in a smaller rig than you. So to get to one thing, I have to shift another thing. So I'm picking things up. Now that might sound really boring for people, but it does give you exercise. What am, what else am I going to do all day long? But even we're constantly getting in and out of our vans. It's hard to explain, but we just are constantly on the move. And I do believe it's good for us. Mm -hmm. That makes us stronger. I, I have no doubt about that at all. Yeah. And so I'm going to say modern day nomads exhibit most of the behaviors of the Mongols. <laughs> I, I, I see this guy with a huge scimitar on his hip ready to draw it and 
off with his head. I'm probably, that's not what you meant by that, I assume. So here's some other definitions and words of a nomad. A drifter, a gadabout, a gypsy, <laughs> a knockabout. Have you ever heard that before? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> a mander, maunder, a rambler, a roamer, a rover, a stroller, a vagabond, a wanderer, and a wayfarer. I like nomad. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm I'm going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> do we do we also think of and this isn't very kind, but a bum, a hobo? A hobo. Uh, do, do they do fall into the there? same same thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're definitely not bums. No. A lot of us we've worked and we're retired. We worked all our lives. Sure. And if you didn't work or you're not old enough to retire, then you're working. They have to work. And they they are busy little bees, aren't they, out there working? That's for sure. They do it sometimes seasonal or sometimes they pick something that they can just like um Glenn, I mean, she's on Poshmark, she's selling things, she carries her product with her. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's working very hard. And there's a lot of, uh, don't they call them digital nomads? Right, Who yes. are actually online and are, I don't know, from uh, real estate agents to uh, people that do medical records and right. who knows what all. It's amazing what they can do. Now, these are people that don't have a, they're not retired, they don't have a pension, they're, who knows, in their 40s and 50s and need to earn an income. There's a well, lot of different ways to do it. Well, I'm 68, and I'm a digital nomad who does still need to work. Mm -hmm. So I'm a digital nomad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. Sure. sure. And, uh, yeah, and I do need to work, but um, Social Security doesn't handle, you know. But I'm, the possibilities are endless for digital nomads. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's amazing what some of these people yeah. do. As I'm, long as they can find a internet connection oh that works, that's been a problem. Oh yeah, this, well, this quartzite, yeah, it's mainly quartzite, yeah. But um, they work digitally in many different avenues, such as uh, website building, corporate assistants, YouTubers, social media entrepreneurs. Um, their laptops, phones, and cell service is their main requirement, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. So of course now we also have the rich nomad. Mm. What do you think that is? I haven't seen many of those. When... <laughs> oh, I've seen quite a few around. I've not met them, but I've seen them. Mm. They're the ones who travel the world and have the resources to stay in hotels, class A's, things like that. You know, A class A is very expensive. Sure is. I almost wonder if a hotel wouldn't have been. Yeah. They have the flexibility and freedom to move around without maintaining a permanent residence. They are the world travelers. Okay. Now, we have some social um, or some uh, YouTubers that actually do this. And they're digital nomads, but they're also sort of rich nomads. I mean, they're, they will ship their rig to another country. Oh, wow. And then travel around, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then they write the story of their travels in that foreign land, huh? Well, they do YouTubes just like I do. It's just that they're in Venezuela sometimes. Sometimes they're in Argentina. Sometimes, yeah. They're, they just travel around. Sometimes they ship them to Europe. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's another term for nomad. 
the spiritual nomad. Hmm. Hmm. What would that be? These nomads are seeking the meaning of life <laughs> and spiritual growth, along with the desire to help others along the way. Hint. Did you remember the Jesus guy? Do you remember him, the Jesus guy? Oh, I know you had to have heard about him. Well, you've talked about a Jesus guy in, was it Reno? Yeah, the Jesus guy. Yeah. Is that who you're talking about? Mm, I don't know. You mean the guy that I know? Yeah. No, that's about, he's, Jesus is the only way guy. He, he has a tent that he, or a canopy that he puts up in, okay. in Tucson. Okay, that's but, not who you're no, referring to. No, the Jesus to. guy, he's, I don't know where he is now, but it was always like, you can actually look him up, where's the Jesus guy? He was this guy who gave everything away, and he put on a white outfit, and, with it, and he was barefoot. He walked all over the country. Wow. And people would pick him up and, and feed him, and, oh yeah, he was he was called the Jesus guy. You can look him up on the internet. I'll he was pretty cool. That. There was a documentary made about him too. Huh. Um, he was pretty cool. But yeah, but there. Oh, well, let's go with Jackie. Wasn't? Don't you think she was more sort of like a spiritual nomad? Yeah, I do. Yeah, she wanted the meaning of life out here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I interviewed her as you well know for the uh, podcast uh, episode. Yeah. And she made it clear her feelings about her her faith and her God. Yeah. And, what it was doing for her yeah. and where she was heading and so yeah you could certainly say that yeah but they're nomads nonetheless mm -hmm. but we're talking about now we're just talking about some different types of nomads that um there's some terms that i came across and that i've actually kind of met well i have to ask you a question about okay. the jesus guy yes was he called that because of the robe and the bare feet and maybe he had a beard you know that oh exactly so, so yeah. he looked like jesus but yeah. he was he also preaching along the way oh my gosh yes okay. he was like he did not have a home at all okay he would just walk and he was barefoot he did this for a few years seriously wow yeah he did this and no, he they they that term was coined by everybody else, not himself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I cannot begin to imagine walking through this desert soil surface, mm -hmm. rocky and yeah. oh my gosh, barefoot. Yeah. It would it would it wouldn't kill me. But well, I don't know if he was in Arizona. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he was but you could even look up when you go on google just look up where's the jesus guy okay it's kind of like where's waldo okay <laughs> and and if when you did look it up it would tell you where he was huh yeah you could keep track of where he was i'll be darn now, yeah. now did he was he behind that or did someone keep track of that i for think him? somebody would would report where he was okay yeah okay they meet him. very interesting i always thought it'd be cool to meet him yeah. He was very soft-spoken. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, I forget what his real name was. I mean, it'll tell you what his real name sure, was. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, listen, maybe this is a good time to take another short break. Okay, let's do it. Go to YouTube.com, Minivan Lee, and check out the video descriptions. My video descriptions feature links for Amazon products that I recommend. Gadgets, fun stuff, camping equipment, vehicle products, solar and energy products, and much more. These are products for the nomad life and for camping vacations. But you know what? They're useful for homeowners as well. Now I also have an Amazon storefront. So go to Amazon.com slash shop slash Minivan Lee to access my storefront. When you use my links, 
I receive a small commission at no cost to you. Now, here's the deal. When you order within 24 hours of putting the item in your cart, even if you don't purchase that particular product, but you decide to buy something else after using my link, I do receive a small commission. My Amazon link is like a door. When you go through it and shop, it helps me with my videos and podcast costs. And I really want to thank you so much for doing this. All of the links are products that I use and have already tested out for the Nomad Life and the products for any type of lifestyle as well. Minnie Van Lee Amazon Storefront link is in the podcast description as well as the link to the YouTube channel. Now let's get back to this fascinating program. Okay, we're back everybody. So we're talking about some characteristics of the actual nomads themselves. And um, do you consider nomads intelligent? Um, more intelligent than... Oh, I don't know that I do. I, hmm. I think they're just they're just folks like the rest of us. Uh, I don't know that they're necessarily more intelligent. Do you think so? Well, I think once you become nomads, I think there there is they're kind of like a. Here's what I see: that you're building more dendrites in your brain because you're constantly you're out of your comfort zone. Hmm. You're constantly out of your comfort zone, and that's always been my question. Now, if you're in your comfort zone and you know where everything's at and you've got um, Maslow's hierarchy taken care of, you got your food, shelter, blah, 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 then you can move up to the highest point where you're doing personal, you know, creativity, your, you know, personal enhancement. But if you don't have some of these other needs met, you're never going to reach that peak where you can improve your sure, enhance, sure. personal enhancement. Well. When you're nomad, sometimes you're constantly kind of like you're sort of baseline at times when you go into a new area. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I got to figure this out. I got to go here. I got to go. What's going on? I got to meet my needs here. Well, but after listening to Joe Dispenza, you know, he's kind of turned me around on that big question that I've had for a long time. And he said, when you're out of your comfort zone, you're actually building more dendrites, more connections in your brain. So I don't know we might actually be more in tune, um, better thinkers, problem solvers, possibly. You're not doing the same old thing, the same uh, way every day, day after day after day? Oh yeah, that's, and you're not building anything that way. If you're doing the same thing every day, every day, every day, you are kind of like um, losing brain cells, really. Hmm. Your DNA, your mitochondria is kind of going downhill at that point. Your body's just on autopilot, more or less. You don't have to get the brain involved so much to figure things out. And, oh, what am I going to do with this problem? Or, right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, another characteristic of a nomad, of all the nomads, is we don't take life so seriously. Right? Do you mm -hmm. find that? I find that to be the case in most cases, I would say. Not all. No, no, not all. I mean, we've seen a few drama queens here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah. won't go into it. Yeah, <laughs> they take it way too seriously. Um, but I found like through the years and ages, I have become less and less serious. So maybe because we're retired, 
and there's a lot of nomads out there that maybe our character that's because we are older and more mature sure and we've been through things yeah but that's not always the case mm -hmm. that we found out since we've been in this meetup and there wasn't a lot of drama at the meetup it seemed to be after the after the meetup some of the people that stayed there seemed to be some little bit of um, quirky drama uh, upsets yep. here and there yeah yeah so but we don't really take seriously and we've actually the thing with being a no if you're a true nomad how can you take life seriously you gave up all your possessions you're not going to take life seriously you gave up everything you gave everything where you sold everything right right so by not taking life seriously it could be because you don't have any monkey on your back you're, you everything became lighter for you did you find that i did I did. Everything I own right now, essentially, I, I have a very little bit at my son's house in uh, Michigan, back in Michigan. Um, but essentially, everything I own and, and have to have and uh, really care about is in this van. Yes. Um, everything which, I own is there, too. I don't have anything anywhere. Which can be a scary thing, too. You know, sometimes I think most often when I happen to be uh, lighting my heater or something I'm thinking be careful man because if this thing catches on fire look what you're losing mm -hmm. it's just a fleeting thought but right. it makes me be more careful instead sure. of nonchalantly moving the thermostat a couple degrees and not giving it a second right. thought it's, well, it's, it's much different but you can have an electrical storm and it could hit your house a lot of houses burn down too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the heater can go bad and burn the house down yeah. so I think you have people living in houses I bet they have, they kind of still have the same thing you know something can catch on fire they left a candle burning or something like that so you might have the same thing that's true because they can burn everything down too yeah yeah but more often than not, they have insurance policies that right. will pay for them to stay in a motel at least yeah. while they get their act together. I mean, if this van were to burn to the ground tonight and I got out safely along with my dog, Abby, what would I do tomorrow morning? Go and rent a vehicle, I guess, and start over. Exactly. And it sure wouldn't be easy, but at what you were saying about dendrites and what have you and using your brain yeah. it would serve sure it would certainly kick into gear high gear wouldn't it real exactly. quickly exactly i mean and and you could probably do it because we don't need that much we can we can replace our clothes we can replace our food yes we probably have to buy another power bank a solar panel um and just get some basic you get basic dishes and yeah, you could rent something or um, you could get an hotel and just find something. You find something. And, yeah, I mean, you could do If you think about it, it, you could do it so quickly, I bet. Well, then another thing is that I'm sure that I would have many thoughts of, yeah, I know that I had this in that first van, but I think I'm going to do it differently. Right. Like yes. I've talked about, I want to get rid of my cot because yeah. it takes up, it's very comfortable, but it takes up so much room. Yeah. Get rid of the cot and put a 
bed frame and a mattress and what have you going crossways in the van, mm -hmm. it's going to open up much more room right. and give me a, right. a nice space to store things and, and what have you. Anyway, thinking about things like that, if I did, had to do it again, I might do it a little differently and here's how, and that would be an opportunity to do it. Right, so. and, you, and you might get the same thing and I might go look for another minivan. Right. But, um, it's it's very unlikely that this will that will happen. Right. It is very unlikely. Yeah. Just be careful with your heaters. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what is another characteristic of a nomad? Do you think? Well, I think, and I this was really brought home to me over the last couple of weeks with our all our visitors here at the meetup. Most nomads, I feel, are friendly and cheerful. People come up to you, hi, how are you? I don't think we've met. Uh, I'm so-and-so, and where are you from? And I, I think that is just a very common characteristic of a nomad. And yes. it, it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think a lot of it has to, be, has to do with being out of doors quite a bit. Oh, sure. We're closer to nature. Uh, it makes us happy. And we're not cooped up in a house, kind of hiding behind the curtains and I hope no one knocks on the door, you know. You, right. You're, you're out there, as you said, outdoors and it's very easy for someone to walk yeah. up and say, hey, I don't think we've met. What's your name? And uh, it's nice. I enjoy it very, very much. And knocking on the door has different connotation than it did in days gone by. When somebody knocked on the door before, it'd be like, oh good, who's here? Hey, everybody get the cake out. Yeah. Now it's like, Run and hide. Who's at the door? <laughs> what could be going on? <laughs> Run for it. Close the curtains. Don't let anybody see we're in here. Yeah, yeah that is true. I am looking at nomads as a good adjusters. Flexible. We enjoy smaller spaces. We enjoy being in nature. We're happy people, but we adjust quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we were just talking about that, if something happened, we would have to adjust quickly. Absolutely. Because yeah. we're always adjusting quickly. We go to a new area, we have to adjust to it. Right. Like, what's going on here? Where's the laundromat? Where's the grocery store? Right. Um, what kind of people do we have here? What's the What's the vibe in the city? We have to, like, feel things out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of nestle in with the... Uh, with the locals, right? With the tribes, yeah. Yeah. Would you think nomads take better care of themselves? I think they have to. If they're going to make it, they have to. Yes. Health is critical, uh -huh. and I think about that occasionally too. I I try to do a better job with my teeth, with with brushing and flossing and cleanings and. Uh, uh, taking you, supplements. You have to. And, yeah. and and making sure that my body is getting what it needs to be and remain healthy. Right. It's very important for a nomad to stay healthy. If you you're can't if get you sick. lose your health, yeah. you're in bad shape. You're not going to keep the lifestyle and it would be very difficult to be ill in your rig. I mean oh. it, you can, but if it's just like not feeling well, but and I've I've gone through that. Mm -hmm. But to, to have your health go down, no. You better keep it up. I mean, you have to get your proper exercise. You have to take care of yourself. You have to do all those things. And because if you don't, then as a nomad, you're gonna, it's gonna show over 
a couple of years. You know, you can kind of tell the nomads that are, oh, go downhill, you know. Yeah. 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 And one of that, I will say, in in reference, I was talking to Max, and we were, he was talking about Santa Fe, how well-adjusted he was when he was in Santa Fe. Mm. And this was what, what we had been talking about. Well, you know, do we travel a lot? What should we do? He said that he actually lost 10 pounds. He was eating well. He got into a routine. And he hadn't done that before because he's quite the... Um, the uh, what do you call sightseer? Well, a tourist. But he said since he's been touring, traveling here, he put on that weight again. He's not eating right. Oh. So there is something to be said about kind of settling in as a nomad a little bit. And as we get older, we can't keep up that pace of constantly going all the time. Right, know? right. And so there's a good way to stay healthy, also. Mm -hmm. So let's just take a quick break. What do you think? Very good. Thinking about the nomad life? Do you know someone who's been contemplating living the nomad lifestyle? Well, I've got a book for you. So many are tired of spending all their money on rent or mortgage and the upkeep of the house. Hey, the nomad lifestyle, it's growing large. And I've got a book, How to Live in a Minivan, The Minivan Leeway. You can find this book on Amazon. So just go to Amazon on your app or go on a browser and search for Minivan Lee on Amazon and my book's going to come up. It's an ebook and it's a paperback. It's not expensive. It has lots of lists to get you started from A to Z all the way into your minivan and beyond. It'll also help you stay organized in your first year as a nomad. I'll show you the ropes where to park, how to spend your days, and I've got lots of lists to get you started. This isn't just for minivan life either, it's for SUV, van high tops, build outs, and even for class A, B, and C's. The lists are enormous, and you're gonna love this book. So go to Amazon and search for Minivan Lee, that's L-E-E, -E, Lee, Minivan Lee. Now let's get back to this exciting episode with Lee and Paul. Well, we're back, and I've got another little um, name for nomad, a type, the timeout nomad. Timeout nomad. I know, it's like going in timeout, huh? They just want to get away for a while and get away from the chaos of their busy, busy lives and work environments. Um, but they realize it's going to be a very temporary thing? It says, because they travel in spurts from time to time, I personally do not consider them nomads in the true sense. Okay. They're still maintaining a residence and a job or a permanent location. It's sort of a half and half nomad. But they might be a timeout nomad who just want to do this, but they that there also could be, well, we want to do this for a year and then we'll go find another apartment again. You know, mm -hmm. that could be like, they're not really, of course they may find eventually that they really enjoy it. Well, Lee, I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. Talking about the meetup that we had here. Mm -hmm. You've been, I believe, on the road for over five years now. Mm -hmm. And you saw a lot of different people, mm -hmm. a lot of different reasons for being here. What was your overall impression? Do you think, I, I'm not asking for a percentage, but do you think now that they know, by and large, that they can do it, 
you think most of those people will perhaps turn into nomads? I think the ones who already have their homes, I'm thinking of a few of them, I think they'll probably keep their homes. Okay. Yeah. Because there's families there. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> you know, they have their family. Sure. Um, but they will be probably out here again, or they will go places. Maybe they'll go more places more often. Okay. Maybe even during the summer. Mm-hmm. And use their their minivans or whatever they were using. They'll... Um, they might not go full time. I mean, they might be happy with their houses. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. might be paid off. Sure. And uh, so. That's one of the reasons I thought it was so cool that we had, I believe, what we called a uh, van crawl so that all the people that were here that wanted to could open up their van and let the whole group come by and take a look. Mm -hmm. Because you can always learn something new and you say, oh, where'd you get that idea? Where'd you get that gadget? How do you do that? Mm -hmm. You can always pick up a new idea and, and it's very good to see what other people are doing and hopefully pick up those great ideas. Right. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and a lot of different ideas. Um, you probably, I don't know, you were pretty busy too, though. Um, in many ways, I felt like I was so busy with things because I was still trying to do my videos. Right. And I would have to go into town, and then I had to sleep in because of the the campfires at night. Um, I didn't feel like I had as much time to really get in people's fans and really get into everybody's lives. Mm -hmm. There was only a few that I felt like I could get a little bit more intimate with, like, ooh, tell me about your life. Because... If you're dealing with, I mean, even 25 was a lot. Sure. Or two weeks' time to really get to know a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, and intimately, you know, like what's going on with your life. But there were a select few that I felt really connected to. And I did get in there and I could see what was going on. And yeah, so we'll be lifelong friends. But I think a lot of them just wanted to know that they had the freedom. They wanted to do it and try it and travel on their own. Because a lot of them were women, but there were some guys that came too, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, so. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, there's another one called the classic nomad, and I would say someone who does not work digitally, but rather works at odd jobs along the way to support themselves in their nomadic lifestyle. They need money for gas, food, etc. And this style also affords them the time to become immersed in the community they're working at for a time. Okay. Which is what I used to be doing. Um, I'd work at Amazon or some people do DoorDash. Some people work uh, like Beet Harvest, things like that. But they do need to, they still need to work. And they just do odd jobs here and there to collect um, somebody so they have gas money. Mm -hmm. yeah. And somebody that wants to spend a little more time at something like that could be, I think they're called work campers. Yeah. Where they take a season at a right. campground and yeah. they're the campground host and yeah. what they get their site paid for. And I don't know if there's any money on the side or not. Oh, no, they get paid. Okay. But I'll tell you, it's very little. I wouldn't, personally, I would not become a camp host. I've never done that and I wouldn't. Really ties you down, I would well, think. Well, and you really got, you, you're really, you have to be available. Um, morning, noon, and night. Because yeah. if there's problems, people will come knock on your rig, and you gotta handle problems. Um, you're cleaning out the the um, the fire pits when they leave. You're cleaning the toilets for not a lot of money, and 
I mean, if you want just a place to stay, I mean, we find pla- I don't. I have yet to ever pay for any place. Mm-hmm. I've never paid. So no, and and when I could work at Amazon or another place for a lot more money, I would not do camp hosting. And a lot shorter amount of time. Oh, of for time, sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, and then I think lastly, you've got your um, the retired nomad, mm-hmm. and that sounds a lot like well, like you and Max. Mm-hmm. You're totally retired. You have enough social security. You don't have to work. Um, you have pension or whatever you have going on, and you can just. Uh, sightsee and and go where you want to go without having to worry about some of those external things. Sure. Like you don't have to worry about as much the the cell coverage as I do. Because I mean you just you can do your looking on the web and doing Facebook and things like that. You can do that. But I'm not trying to upload a, a 40 minute video every oh, exactly. other day. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's all different styles of being a nomad too. I mean, some people like to stay in one spot, like I do. You like to, you want to maybe go sightseeing just a little bit more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all different. And isn't that wonderful? To me, that's a wonderful part of being a nomad. You have a choice of how you want to live your life, where you want to go, what you want to see, if anything different, or you have the choice to stay and enjoy right where you're at. Yeah, exactly. So, my opinion, a nomad is someone who travels from place to place and does not keep a permanent stationary residence that they live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either they're traveling on foot, like the Jesus guy. Mm-hmm. They're living in tents. It doesn't always have to be vehicle. They could be backpacking. Oh, yeah. And just stay, you know, in parks or whatever. So, yeah. We see a lot of the backpackers uh, right here in Quartzsite, don't we? Just walking down the main street and exactly loaded down to the to the hilt with everything they own. It's amazing. Now let me ask you this, because I've talked about this before. Like in Reno, do you consider the people? And you met some of them when you're there. Do you consider the folks that are living in their residence in their rundown cars as nomads? Wow, that's a good question. I guess I really don't. I, I, I lean a little bit more towards uh, being homeless. Right. They're living in their vehicle, that's true, but it's different in some way. And I, I'd have to give that a little more thought, I'm afraid. But I, I don't see a real parallel there between a nomad and those folks that you're talking about. Do you? Well, they do travel from place to place, but it's usually from the park during the day and then they go to another area that they have to at night to someplace close if their car will run that far and that's about as far as it'll go. Right. But they don't really leave the city. Like we we do that also. When we go to a city we'll go for the day and then we'll go find our sparking spot and we go back forth, back forth. But then we move on to another area. Right. Right. And so I guess they could be nomads, um, um, maybe very low income. Maybe there's where it comes into this. They're low, very low income nomads, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're poor nomads, maybe. I don't know. But I just thought I would uh, mention that, you know. So um, the nomads I've met, they don't want to settle down. They really don't. They're tired of settling down and 
living and looking out the same windows. And I'm sure there are dozens of reasons for that. Whether they just want to change, the, something's happened in their family life, uh, their, their kids have moved to another part of the country or whatever. People mm -hmm. have their own reasons for doing things just like every other part of life and uh, it's a personal decision to decide if you want to do it and why. They love their freedom, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nomads love their freedom. If they didn't before they became a nomad, they will really covet it, cherish it. Yeah. I freedom. Agree. Yeah. Freedom and these tend to, do you think maybe they tend to avoid attachments? I think a lot of nomads have at least a part of them that are quite introverted. Mm. They can be very extroverted too, and, and maybe that's just normal human life. But I think in the nomads case, they do like to spend time alone. They don't mind going from here to uh, you name it, Texas, and staying at a BLM area or a Corps of Engineers area for a few days by themselves, not meeting anyone else. I think that that's kind of a common thread amongst nomads, that you see them doing that quite often. Well, as you were saying that, though, it, it kind of reminded me, I mean, when I lived at Sticks and Bricks, I would spend, a lot of us are retired. So we would spend two or three couple weeks without really seeing anybody and then we might go invite somebody over or something like that. Well, that's true. Right? Um, so a lot I think maybe that might be a uh, a retired maybe an older person. Mhm. Mm yeah. Mhm. Well, I think in in summary, a modern day nomad is many things and each one possesses unique circumstances and qualities. We're all still different. We have a lot in common, but we're all different. We have unique circumstances and qualities that kind of drive us in one direction or another to a degree. It's not that nomads are weird people or what have you. They have many of the same qualities and experiences as fellow nomads. Right. So it's an interesting life and I, I am enjoying it immensely and very very happy to be given an opportunity to do this oh yeah no there's no doubt me too I'm yeah well I probably wouldn't have done it this long it would be really I, I can't imagine doing anything else mm-hmm I bet yeah it's been five years or plus now right about five yeah okay mm -hmm. It's good to keep our mind fueled about new things, about changes, about uh, challenges, things that get our, our brains working, and uh, yeah, it, it's a great life. I, I can't say enough good about it. Mm. Maybe not for every single person out there by any means. Oh yeah, I don't recommend this for everybody. Oh my gosh. And there's some people absolutely don't come out here. Do not come out here. As if you, and I will. Here's something I think needs to be said. The nomad world isn't all that big. Nomads know other nomads. Mm -hmm. If you're a jerk, it's going to get around. <laughs> it's the truth. Mm -hmm. If you're a jerk, it's going to get around. If you're a drama queen, it's going to get around. And it's people will 
start running from you. That's an excellent point. Yeah, do not do not think that this is one big it's a small world out here too, especially when we all meet in courtside. So, very, very just true. just be careful and not to um put yourself out there and um be cruel or be mean or be a complete drama person. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm just just that's just a little advice. But other than that, it's 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 fun and it's not for everybody. It's I mean, some people if you have a large disability, it might just not be for you. I mean, there are people with disabilities yeah. out here. Yeah. But if you are going to need a lot of help, you better have a good backup that wants to travel with you all the time. And that's a whole nother subject is traveling with other people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're so independent. Every nomad out here wants freedom. And to think that we're all just going to be wanting to do the same thing. Or if you travel with somebody, I want to find somebody to travel with. How many times have we heard people say that? Ali, how can I find somebody to travel with? Well, you have to get to know them. You have to meet them, which is why we had the meetup. Right. Meet them and see if it's a good fit. And even when you think it's a good fit, it might not be a good fit. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just it's just reality. So, yeah, it's just like friendship is on, on any level. Right. You know, whether but it's, it's it's one thing to be a friend, though, in a home. And it's another thing to be traveling with somebody right. day after day after day. That's a whole nother animal, isn't it? Oh it my is. Gosh, yeah. It is for sure. So I hope everybody enjoyed this discussion. I do too. I've. Uh, it, it was a great review, if nothing else, for me to think about it and to uh, uh, try to determine, well, what is a nomad? Who should be a nomad? Who shouldn't be a nomad? Right. You know? So it's good to, uh, to review these things and... and uh, take our time with them a little bit. Yep. Well, thanks for uh, discussing this with me, Paul. You're very welcome, Lee. And I'd just like to remind people, you know, we say that nomads life is not for everyone. But if you have an inkling that maybe it's for you, just like we saw dozens of people over the last couple of weeks find out that, you know, I came out here not knowing what I was getting into and I did it and they're so proud of themselves. All I can say is, if you have an inkling towards doing this, just do it. You might be pleasantly surprised.